Filmmaker Commentary, episode 142. Welcome to Filmmaker Commentary, where we cover movies with commentaries from directors who take the time to record them on Blu-ray and DVDs. We also give our detailed insights, so look out for spoilers. We discuss the latest in showbiz news along with movies and TV shows that we've been watching. So join Reginald Titus Jr. That's me. And Casey G. Smith. That's me. Every week here on Filmmaker Commentary. Welcome to Filmmaker Commentary. I'm Reginald Titus Jr. I'm joined with Casey G. Smith. Welcome back, sir. Good to be back, sir. And today we're talking about Speed, 1994, directed by Jean Debont. Starring Keanu Reeves, Sandra Bullock, and Dennis Hopper. Booyah. What kind of budget and box office did this film have? On a $30 million budget, this made a box office total of 350 million dollars yikes that's a win yeah uh anything that these actors want they could have especially during that time in hollywood what what do you want what do you want what's your next movie what do you want to be superman (laughs) like what do you want to do then this shot you know sandra bullock this shot her into this made her a star yeah this was her breakout breakout role as annie annie goodness gracious that is Pretty ridiculous. That is awesome. Um, did it? Did it? Did this film win any awards? It did. It won a total of eighteen awards hmm. throughout its twenty nominations. Okay, two of which were Academy Awards, in particular. Really? Mm-hmm. It won an Oscar for Best Effects, Sound Effects, Editing for, by Stephen Hunter Flick. Uh, it was nominated for an Oscar for Best Film Editing, but did not win. But it did win Best Sound by David McMillan, Steve Maslow, Bob Beamer, and Greg Landacker. Wow. And there's a litany of other awards yeah. that, that this film won, from BAFTA Awards to BMI to Blockbuster Entertainment, the Golden Screen, the MTV Movie Awards, multiple MTV Movie Awards. Wow. Like, a lot. Like, one, two, three, four, five MTV Movie Awards. Yeah. Yeah, Done. Did, did all right for itself. I had no idea it won an Academy Award. I had no idea. Two. Two of those. Special effects and... Well, sound... Sound sound uh, design. Yeah, sound effects and sound design. Yeah, a lot, a lot of the stuff came from the, the sound design in the film. Okay. Man. Well done. Because when I, when I think speed, I don't think... Sound. Oscar. Yeah. I mean, those visual... I mean, those effect categories, uh, they... they well, Make it I bet, I bet I didn't watch this in the theater, mm-hmm. but I bet it uh, sounded great. <laughs> You're right. And I think when I watched it here at, at home, I don't think I watched it. I think I did have the surround sound on, but I'm so used to you know those things now. I don't. It didn't really like jump out at me. Uh, yeah, I need to invest in the system at home. I um, the TV sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> like TVs have come a long way. They have. And sounds like that sounds great. But I do want to. Feel the rumble and the bass and all the that. The subwoofer is, is is worthy. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to invest in that. Uh, but before we talk further about speed, let's talk about TV news and movies watched. So in the news, according to Deadline, the Visual Effects Society has named its 2000. I believe this should be 20. Hall of Fame inductees. Oh, really? 
Oh, really? Uh, it includes the pioneering animator, producer, and director, director Mary Ellen Blute. Blute. No, Butte, I should say. Blute. The first woman to ever direct a film, Alice Guy Blanchet. The American computer scientist, Grace Hopper. Commercial computer animation visionary, Bill Kovacs. And Hungarian-American animator, film director, and producer, George Powell will be the inductees for the Visual Effects Society Hall of Fame. I like it. Coupled with that, I don't know if you heard about this this uh, church in in Texas Uh-oh. that did an unauthorized um, credit card payment. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. They did an unauthorized version of of Hamilton. Oh no! I didn't hear about this. That they edited. It was actually in the in the metro. I won't say it's a church in the Metroplex. Did an unauthorized version of Hamilton, and according to Deadline, that they're going to have to pay uh, unspecified damages for their altered version of Hamilton. <laughs> altered. Oh my goodness! Because you got to license that in order to perform it. Sure, but uh, then yeah. they also they made changes to it to Yikes. to make it uh, you know more kind of in line with some gospel aspects of, of things. Which whoa, man, you got to respect people's property and, and, and intellectual property. Amen. At that, mm. so no way, no way. Uh, <laughs> what else you got in the news? Uh, that's that's it. There's only two items that I that I pulled. Were you watching any television or movies this past week? Or two weeks, because, you know, it's been a couple weeks since we've recorded. Well, yes, I have uh, watched a few things. On Netflix, I watched uh, a Day Shift. With oh, I thought it was Night Shift. Or it was Day Shift. Day Shift, yes, That's because Yeah, go ahead. I'm with, with you. I watched it. Aha, with Jamie Foxx. Night Shift is about a hotel operator or something like that. Anyhow, go ahead. Do your thing. Uh, yeah, watch Day Shift with Jamie Foxx. Uh-huh. Vampire film. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. For 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 um what it was. I'm wondering I'm wondering if he has some kind of like contract with Netflix, kind of the way Adam Sandler did. Because this is like the second movie I've seen him in that's like an action kind of flick movie that Oh, like a production Netflix. deal. Maybe it's mm-hmm. his production company. Because uh, uh, and both movies were good, yeah. And he also had his show that was on there as well. Jamie, yeah, well, yeah, we, yeah. yeah, we don't talk about that one. <laughs> but it's interesting. He's doing. He's, he's remember. That's like three. It's things. like a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> it's like three things that he had going with Netflix. So I'm, I'm, I'm guessing he has some kind of deal with them. But Day Shift, if you like vampire films, it's pretty cool. It is. I watched it with, with my wife and during the day, and uh, yeah, it was entertaining. It was. Yeah, I, I didn't expect it to be as good as it was. Likewise, yeah, I was like, oh, "Well done." It's like, "Oh, okay, I, all right." Throwing a little Megan Good, why not? That that's always okay. Oh wee! Wow. Uh, also, what else? Um, I revisited the very first Poltergeist. Ooh. film. Ooh, that's creepy. Because I've been watching again on Disney Plus the the. Uh, this is on Disney. Poltergeist is on Disney. No, it's not. Oh. It's not. But okay. I, 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 the way I, I got interested in watching it is because I've been watching their, the their docu series on like light and sound on basically the the, the the birth of ILM. ILM. I saw one episode. And inspirational. 
Dude, it's good, man. Like, yeah. I, I highly encourage you because, man, as a filmmaker. Oh, I watched one episode so far with uh, the George Lucas and all that. I'm like, okay, I'm in. It It's so I'm like maybe I think on episode four, something yeah. like that. <laughs> but it, it's going through their history and they got to a point where George said, hey, well, don't refuse any projects from like my friends. Yeah. And so Spielberg is a, is the producer on Poltergeist. Mm-hmm. And so ILM did the effects and it kind of shows one of the last effects of the film, which I won't give away, but seeing kind of how they pulled that off, I was like, man, you know what? I remember as a kid, like Poltergeist was like terrifying. Yeah. You know, you'd hear about it and you, you remember the imagery of the little girl mm-hmm. in front of the TV and they're here. I was like, no, I'm a grown man now. Let's see. And it's only, here's the, here's the trip. It's only rated PG. Oh, that's dark. It's only a PG rated film. I don't remember like a bunch of blood or anything like that. There really is. It's just, it's just scary. So I watched it and it is, it's, I would say it's, it's frightening, but it's not like horrifying like okay. to see it now. But the, the mood is, it's well, it's very well done. The atmosphere is there, but I was, I was, I was quite entertained by it. I was, like, I was like, this is, this is really well done again for a PG film. But I can only imagine at the time, I mean, as a kid, it was scary. But even if, if you were a teenager or whatever watching it, it would like be so cutting edge. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, uh, but yeah, first Poltergeist, very well done. And those scary movies back then had a little bit of magic. It seemed like it just wasn't a genre piece that we're doing. It was like they put their time and effort and heart into it. So it kind of felt magical too. Even like some of the other films, like what's that one movie? Oh, uh, the guy has the eye in his hand. Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, Ooh. Uh, something. Oh, it's, uh, it was like a gateway. I think it's called gateway. Is it called gateway? Like a gateway to hell? Because they do like this whole, um, what is it called? Ouija board? Not Ouija board. Maybe it was a Ouija board. Something. It was either Ouija board or they start playing like records backwards. They played mm-hmm. a record backwards. And in, in, when they played the record backwards, it gave instructions on how to open the gate. And then they opened the gate in their backyard, and that's when all these creatures and stuff started coming up. Ooh, I think I remember. You're bringing back memories of that one. That one was creepy. (laughs) And then the eyeball in his hand, and he grabs glass and like stabs his hand. Oh, I think I did see that. Everybody saw that one. Gross, (laughs) gross. I think think it's called Gateway. Man, eyeballs. Yeah. Eyeballs are in the hand, are quite gross. Rough. Yeah, eyeballs in the hand are yeah, quite gross. <laughs> there's there's one in the Jacksons music video for torture. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That name just doesn't yeah. shouldn't be singing about that. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, what else? Uh, I've been watching on A and E some of the biography stuff on some of the wrestlers. Uh, that that's been very entertaining. I watched the docu series on the Lakers. That's on Hulu. That's oh. quite entertaining. It's, it's it's money season. It's a money grab because they had the scripted version right on HBO. Exactly. And then why not? And we talked about this before with the Pamela and Tom Tommy Lee. Yeah, that double dip that's happened. It's so interesting. But it, this is good because you're hearing a lot directly from Doctor Buss's kids mm. and kind of how they got started in the business. But then of course it's it's interviewing so many of the players and it's 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 interesting to juxtapose this against the winning time on HBO Max Got because to see what matches up and what doesn't exactly I'm like oh okay you can see where the show took some liberties uh, but yeah it's and it's yeah going through the decades and it gives a, a nice perspective I'm like okay the Lakers were doing their thing anyway um, and then of course on Disney Plus dun, she, dun, dun. she Hulk. Attorney at law. I, watched, I had to watch this with the family last okay. Friday. All right. Thoughts? 
I actually liked it. Mm-hmm. I, it was uh, kind of like what we were talking about Thor last time. Is uh, when we were uh, talking about Thor Ragnarok versus the new Thor. I was like, the difference is they had a Hulk included, and so even though it's a She Hulk, you still got to have you know Bruce Banner. You of know? course, her- and so it was like ah, this it's like double dipping. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it was just entertaining. Yeah, I I I really I really enjoyed it. Initially, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I saw the trailer. I was like, okay, I'm I'm pretty excited about it. And then I started hearing early reviews, and I was like, all right, I'm really stoked. And I saw it. I'm like, okay, this is this is going to be good. Yeah. This is going to be good. I, I really dug the spoiler alert. Yes, uh, kind of the, the the first episode is basically kind of her, her origin. How Jennifer Walters, attorney at law, becomes becomes the She Hulk. Yeah, and she doesn't have. Does, she's not even called the Shield yet. She just knows that she has become a Hulk through methods I won't. I won't give away. Mm. But uh, it's 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 nice the the kind of turn. It's 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 still very closely tied to the comic book. She mm-hmm. gets her abilities because of a blood from 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 Bruce in the comic book. In the, yeah, but mm-hmm. in the comic books, it's an actual blood transfusion. Like she's uh. defending a case and gets hit by like some mob bosses or whatever because of a case that she's prosecuting and then he has to do an emergency transfusion. But in this, it's slightly different, but it all ties into how the MCU is working. And uh, I just love seeing kind of the, the kind of the montage of training and yeah. how, you know, just different. You know, she's a different kind of Hulk. Mm-hmm. There is, you know, the transformations do come from a little bit of anxiety or, or rage, but she is in control. Yeah. And you see this jealousy <laughs> that, that Bruce has. Yeah. Because she's not the same as him. The way she synthesizes the gamma, not only does it actually heals, it allows him mm-hmm. to like fully heal his arm, yeah, which is pretty cool. But she's she can control when she changes, like back and forth. And she's they're kind of hinting that she might be stronger, but I'm like, no, he's holding back. People saw yeah. the initial trailer, like, oh, you know, she can't be stronger than him. I'm like. Look, just watch. When he throws that first rock, he's literally flicking his wrist. Right. She's putting more effort in. And then he just Row! throws it to another atmosphere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, he's, 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 he's got it. But yeah. she is more athletic and graceful. Yeah. And because she's got more control. But that's, that's, that's true. Her naturally, the, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, all the crazy cameos we're going to see in this show. And just the, the humor. Yeah. And I, I like the fourth wall breaking. Her talking to... True. To us as the viewer, which again she was doing in the comics way back in the in the in the nineties when John Byrne was writing uh, her, so she was doing it before Deadpool was doing it. Okay, so this is going to be a fun ride, ladies and gentlemen. If uh, I like it when she looked at us, the viewer, <laughs> and then Bruce Banner looked look, as well. Like, what are you looking at <laughs> that? That yeah, that was just the the the, the way that was uh, animated, uh, and I think. Like, because people were kind of, like, down on the, the look of the CGI initially. The TV show CGI is a little bit rushed, and just on all the shows. Smaller budget. Yeah, it's, uh, you got stretched out. And I also wonder, too, with the Hulk, they kind of have those assets already kind of there, so they can just import those in. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that. Uh, <laughs> so that's already been developed. Right. Whereas you have to develop this new She-Hulk, and how much money and time can they devote to that? Also, I think this is one of the first fully female CGI characters that we have with the Hulk. You have within his visual appearance, you have like a a nuanced look of of stubble, some of the gray hair, whereas here you have like the smoother face of, of, of a woman. And so the, the texture is, is different, Mm -hmm. but I also think that people come down kind of harder on, on, on the female visuals 
at times than than the male visuals. But there, it it looks better than it did from the trailers. So if you were, I think, caught up on on the like how it yeah. looks in the trailers, it looks better and it's it's far less distracting. Yeah, but um, Hulk. I mean, when it comes to that CGI, it, if you look at the what was the the name of the Hulk movie with the other guy, not the first Marvel one, but the the, uh, the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, I, I get that was what it was called. Edward Norton. No, no, not that one. It was the other guy. Oh, you're talking about the one with Eric Bana, Hulk. Yeah, oh, I I, dis, <laughs> I dislike that film. Heavily. That's what I think about when they like CGI going wrong. Yeah, that was. <laughs> you got the the dogs that turned into hogs. That, I was that, like, I Ang Lee. Lord, I blame you, Ang Lee. It's your fault. Yes. <laughs> I, I do. I do not. I do not speak of that film very often. Yeah, Marvel. That's that's before Marvel had it together. They, <laughs> they, they did not have it together in those uh, days. It's like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's like uh, first rendition of Sonic the Hedgehog with the teeth. Oh man, that that looks scary. Have, have you seen the Rescue Rangers? remake on disney plus no. please check oh dude please check that out okay. that is so funny oh man all right um uh but i would say like uh especially dealing with hair like a lot of hair because she had, uh she has a lot of hair it's hard to animate that and make it look real oh yeah um, it, it's just difficult in the world of animation so you gotta spend your time and if you don't have the time forget about it the one thing i heard is that when, when it comes to these budgets with these animation studios that they often farm this work out to right is that basically you know they're they're bidding for the work right and even if they if they come in under budget and it you know costs more they have only so much time, so much manpower, mm -hmm. and so you kind of get what you what you get. But they're trying to outbid each other to get this work. Yeah, and so, so they can put yeah. Marvel on their website. Um, yeah, it's rough. Um, it, I think people can be are more forgiving with the TV stuff. Um, on YouTube, they were showing clips of Moonlight, Moon Knight, Moon Knight. <laughs> There's like a popular kill <laughs> clip showing all the CGI. It looks bad. Mm. Uh, uh, it's rough, it, but it's TV, so people forgive it. Yeah, because it's not, it's just not the same budget as a as uh, as the movies. You look at like a Flash or something like that. I mean these these special effects are shoddy. Like you could do it in, in your computer at the house if you have some time. Mm. Yeah, but you know it's a TV show, so no one complains yeah. as much. I think there's like hard on Marvel. I mean, they also set the standard pretty high. Yeah, that uh, that is true. I, but nonetheless, beyond that, the show is, is a lot of fun. Like it, yes, I like so, it. So, how about you? What else have you been watching, Reginald? That's it, man. She Hulk and Night Shift. That's it. That was it for me these past two weeks. Gotcha. Or Day Shift. Ah, I started watching the the first episode of the new Game of Thrones. I haven't finished it yet. There's a new Game of Thrones. It's a prequel. House mm. of House of Dragons mm. is what it's called. Mm. Don't sound sold <laughs> at all. That, yeah, I never watched one episode. Sorry, guys. Ah, oh well, then yeah, that that would make sense then. Yeah. <laughs> then I saw how everybody was upset with all the finale stuff that went down. I was like, were you were you upset with how the finale and all that stuff went down with Game of Thrones? No, no, okay. I wasn't. I was like, okay, I, I, I understand. It is very hard to stick landing, so I don't I don't get my hopes up for the when a show is ending. Yeah. I think it's about the, the journey, not the destination. Because, mm -hmm. yeah. Especially because it was based on a book. And they were they were working with R.R. R. Martin. Or J.R. Martin. R.R. R. Martin. Whoever the writer of the book's name. Martin. All right. Mr. Mr. Martin. And in his in his books. They were they were kind of working hand in hand. But then yeah. the show got to a point. It had eclipsed. The where material. He, yeah, it eclipsed where he was at. And so they kind of started going their own <laughs> their own route. Oh, got to end, Prive. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, you know, so it ended whatever kind of way. And it's like, yeah, this is a, there's a lot of lore and content here. Uh, I thought it was fine. That sucks when you run out of material. Uh, <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. When the, but, if you know, if people are still watching, you got to give them something. Yeah, you got to keep getting something. I thought they, they did. The, they did fine. It okay. was it was a, it was a great show. And, uh, uh, yeah, some good journeys. And it came to an end. Yeah. Okay. Closure is good. Yeah, usually for some. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else you've been watching? Uh, I did start watching on Hulu the uh, American Crime Stories, the impeachment, based on basically Monica Lewinsky. Oh, dear God. When we're dramatization. That's like eight episodes. I'm on the third. Hmm. I guess it's good. It's, it's fascinating. <laughs> Does it mean it's good? So far, yes, it's a little, you know, it's political kind of drama stuff. And they just introduced Clinton, so it's going to start to get good. Oh, <laughs> charisma. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I, th- I kind of think from a, um, when people are looking into, like, producing this stuff, like, what excites you? What would it be exciting about producing that? I don't know. It starts off with... Monica walking along and, and getting called by a friend to meet up to have lunch at a food court. And when they meet, boom, the FBI grabs her. Oh. And they, they take her to a hotel room with her friend who has clearly set her up. And her friend tells her, it's going to be okay, Monica. Just, you know, just, just, just tell them everything. I did. I, I did. And Monica, and they, 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 the FBI like, get this woman out of the room. And Monica says, no, I want this lying bitch to see. <laughs> What she did to me. Oh. And then it flashes back to kind of to to that that same woman and her and kind of where she starts off and then how she meets Monica. And then and now it's basically like have they taken liberties? I don't know because I didn't I, I don't know much about this other than the mainstream stuff about her and the president. Yeah. But it seems like that's this, all we cared about. And, exactly. And but it seems like this woman that she met, she was in politics and served as an assistant and she kind of had an inflated uh thought of her position and she got basically pushed into working at the pentagon which is kind of like a a death sentence almost Uh, but then monica got sent there as well that's where they met but this woman before had had a chance to have a book written like a kind of a tell-all about the person that she was working for who committed suicide because of you know some stuff that was scandals basically yeah and she chose not to and then now she wants to do that. And this other and the publisher's like, oh, that, that ship sailed. She goes, well, <laughs> what new stuff do you have for me? I'll be back. But she knows this girl, Monica, has something with some kind of, with somebody who's in, poli- in politics. And she knows that Clinton's running for office. So she's trying to kind of cozy up to her to get information. And I think that's going to tie into what happens Ooh, later on. Snakes. So there is some intrigue. Scandal. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that, that that's what I've been watching. Okay. Um, and today's show is sponsored by Natural Hair, the movie by Grind Over Matter Films, available to stream on all black TV and now for free on Tubi on demand. Check it out and leave a review. And let's jump back into the show. Thank you for tuning in to Filmmaker Commentary. We're talking about. Speed 1994, directed by Jean Debont. And let's get into the synopsis. 
Keanu Reeves stars as an LAPD SWAT team specialist who is sent to defuse a bomb that a revenge-driven extortionist, played by Dennis Hopper, has planted on a city bus. But until he does, one of the passengers, Sandra Bullock, must keep the bus speeding through the streets of Los Angeles at more than 50 miles per hour, or the bomb will explode. Speed! And if this is your first time listening to Filmmaker Commentary, please know that there will be spoilers. You've been forewarned. How did you watch this film? Did you go to the movie theaters and watch it? Or was this your first time watching Speed? I did not go to the movie theaters to watch Speed. But this was not my first time watching Speed. Uh I watched it from the comfort of my own home. I think on, well, no, I know it would have been on VHS. I think I may have still been in North Dakota because it was 94, but I may, it may have been later on. It may have been 95, but mm-hmm. it was on VHS when I, when I, or on, it was on TV when I first saw it. Yeah. Either VHS or, yeah, yeah, I think on VHS. Uh, yeah, I seen it once um, through, it, it was probably Blockbuster. Mm-hmm. Somebody's house. I don't remember exactly. It didn't leave a mark like that for me. Um, I knew it was in his, it was pop culture. Everybody was talking about it. Right. I mean, it, everybody loved Kiana Sandra Bullock after that. Um, so, I mean, I remembered Kiana from uh, Bill and Ted stuff. And yeah, it was, uh, he was on his way to start. He was. I, yeah, I just don't remember specifically. I'm pretty sure it was like a blockbuster thing. I think I may have caught it on HBO even. I always say HBO, but I mean, HBO was like it back in the day. Hey. But yeah, and yeah, it was one of those things like, okay, it was cool, but I wasn't crazy about it. I was like, ah, all right, cool, speed. This time around, did you did you purchase it? What did, what did you do this time around? I went, I went to the movie trade company. Or actually, wait, did I order this? I'm uh, so much time has I don't passed. Know. I can't remember. Oh, I know. I went on Amazon this time around. Uh-huh. I uh-huh. ordered it, and then it was, it was supposed to come the next day. And then I get this little update. Uh, won't be here today, but tomorrow after that. And I, was, <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is what Casey's talking about. You know, when you when Amazon says it's going to be there the next day, and then there's an update, and it's not the next day. Mm. Um, so it ended up being two days. But uh, yeah, Amazon, Amazon delivered, but it was very convenient. I was like, this is a... Yes. That's the nature of the service. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Well, I, I ordered it and it, uh, it, it just, just shows up. up. <laughs> I don't have to... And just, it's cheaper. Just stay at home and uh, <laughs> let it come to you. Let it come. <laughs> this ice definitely tastes cold. Yes. <laughs> I did the same thing. I ordered it on Amazon. It came through. I think it came through within the, the, the normal allotted amount of time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, you know, I do wish that it had more special features. Yep. That, that that was a bit of a, a letdown. There are two commentaries. Boom. There's a little trivia track thing you could turn on. And there's some little game thing. But I didn't care about those. The commentaries, of course. But not the, the games, the trivia. But uh, I do wish that there was a behind-the-scenes making of. I, re- I would have expected that from this. But yeah. But alas, no, no. Um, what did you like or not like um, about speed watching this go around? I like that it still holds up. I was, yeah. I was, I was very entertained by it. I was like, wow. And it, it, it's all practical. I think the only thing really digital in it were the initial opening credits, 
Which I didn't like. Which credits are digital. They look like they I was, mean, in the look, nature of credits are digital. It, so. looked, it looked like word art. I was like, oh, the oh, the look of the font. The font was is dated. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, not. I was not, thinking not, like Total Recall, like some like it was like it had nineties written all over it. Yeah, yeah, it looked like word art for real. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I like that it, that it it holds up very well. Yeah, and I think there was one shot with Keanu Reeves uh, going up the elevator or down. I can't remember in the back. I was like, yeah, that's you can see the green screen outline of his body, mm. but. Um, but the transfer is good. Like the transfer to the Blu-ray, it's not shoddy. They took some time there. Looks great. Um, and this time around, I it like you were saying, it holds up. I was like, dang, this is like really intense. <laughs> I was watching yeah. it with my wife. I was like, this dude, like the pacing of this thing is like one thing after another. I was like, dang, this yeah. is this is entertainment. I could see why they got academy awards for this like i'm 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 there with him like yeah so what's happening next because i don't remember i don't even i don't even remember what happened besides the bus you know speeding around but i don't remember the techniques like like the only slow spot in the whole film is right at the beginning after they initially bust dennis hopper's character you see them getting their awards and then there's the bar scene and it's and it's actually a much needed scene because uh, like we just got we just got to see someone get stabbed, you know, bombs shot up, you know, a homie got shot in the leg. Like we need a break. Yeah, you get it. <laughs> Breathe now because <laughs> it just elevates from here. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, it's very very well done, very well paced. I also enjoyed the uh, the score, um, I, like the tension, the suspense. I feel like that should have gotten the award. It was like that. It keeps you like right on board. Soon, you know, you relax. Soon, something happens, and then they bring that music back because it's like, and it's a different kind of suspense music because this new thing is about to happen. Mm. Uh, also, like the like the discovery because it feels like you're with these people, like discovering things with them. Like you're, you know, I'm, like I'm in this, I'm in the bus too with these people. Like what's about to happen next? And so we find out through the through our cop buddy or through the TV or whatever, like we're kind of finding all this stuff out or through Keanu Reeves, like, Hey, there's a gap in the highway, you know? Like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like that discovery throughout, like you, it doesn't feel like you're ahead of the story. It feels like you have to sit there with them. Yeah. Uh, it reminds me of more of a comedy, but uh, hangover, like hangover is more like, we have to hang out with these people to discover what's happening next. The first hangover, the rest were kind of more silly, but the first one was more like a discovery. Like, Oh, how did we, how did we get here? And we're like, who done it kind of thing where it was like, okay, let's uncover this. Yeah. It's like, what's the, the next obstacle. Then it's, it's imminent. Like it's just boom after the next. Okay. We have, we only have a couple of moments to decide what are we doing next? Mm-hmm. All right, there's there's the bus, the first bus, boom, it explodes. All right, answer the phone. All right, here are the rules. Here's what's <laughs> happening. What are you gonna do? I um I put like a bullet points of everything. It's like not everything, but a few things. It's like all right, there's a speeding bus. All right, we got to figure it out. Driver shot. So it's like a new obstacle every time. The driver shot. So that changes everything. Driver shot. Oh, there's a gap in the highway. I think you got to back up and say, there's a speeding bus. How do we get on it? Yeah. <laughs> like that was that was a whole thing. Him yeah. having to. How to get on this speeding bus and tell everybody about 
the rules and not getting it to slow down in the process. Yes. Like first he's running alongside of it. <laughs> That's its own thing. And then, then, you know, he's exposing the cop dude gets shot. And it's like, okay, now we got to get the guy that shot off of the bus. How do you get permission to do that? Cause it goes against the rules. <laughs> All right. Got him off. Uh, now Big you got to, then you got to think about the people that, you know, like like stuff that you didn't expect to happen. Like, you know, Helen wanting to get off, too. Oh, Lord. <laughs> so, and then the highway gap. And then, all right, now there's leaking gas. Now there's this new thing. And his friend gets killed. So, like, all these, it's like, dang, they keep throwing things there to, like, keep you on, on the edge. It was well done. It was well written. Yeah. It, it's it's a, a nonstop ride. Yeah, for sure. What did you think about the commentary? Did you watch both commentaries? Because uh, there was like a director, and then what was the other commentary? writer and producer? Writer producer. Only I only looked at the listened to looked at the director's commentary. Gotcha. So I I was able to I watched the director's commentary a little while ago, and then today I was able to take in the writer director commentary. Uh, they were both they were both entertaining. The director commentary was was good. He, he shared he shared a lot of good technical information about how they pulled off different shots. The writer and producer commentary also gave some good insights to like the development of the script oh, okay. and different iterations and changes that it, okay. it went through. And even some of the obviously with the producer and the writer both talking about kind of the kind of the journey that the 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 script took from going from one place to another how it got wow. chopped around how they ended up getting Keanu got Keanu in the, in the role how it ended up at Fox because like like nobody really wanted to come kind of bite on it really hmm. um, they even kind of mentioned 9 11 a little bit because this was recorded like in 2001 and they were they were uh, even talking about they wonder if, if a film like that could even be made right now you know because kind of oh, deals with yeah. the terrorists you know and it was it was interesting to hear that perspective for that that time. Interesting. So, but yeah, they were both interesting and well done. Uh, also, a thing that I do like is I like when a non-American uh, directs an American film. It feels like it is like a fresh perspective to it. And this was interesting because this is also a first-time director because this this gentleman had actually he's a director of photography. Yeah, mainly been a DP like like on Die Hard mm -hmm. and a couple of other films. Wow. He's also known for. The Haunting and Twister. <laughs> Good old Twister. I've never actually seen Twister. you never seen Twister? Oh. I have never seen Twister. Oh, no. Commercials, yes. Trailers, yes. Oh, no. Seeing it on TV and just, eh, flip by it. You might, we might have to check that one out. That's 90s, right? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Game <laughs> over, man. <laughs> Game over. <laughs> Oh man! So um, the overall tone of this film—how um, do you think they developed this? The tone. What was the tone of this film? Uh, action and thrills, man, for sure. And I mean, you start out the movie. The first shot is in the, you're in the elevator, but you know, is it's just going showing you how like large and this elevator is, you know, just going all the way down. It's like, man, it's going through the whole title sequence. We were following this elevator all the way down to the bottom floor and the whole title sequence is going. It's like, all right, come on, hurry up. And then finally hits the floor, goes to the uh, door. One of the security guards come in. Dude gets stuck in the ear with the screwdriver. <laughs> Welcome to speed. You know what I mean? It's like, whoa, okay. This is the kind of film we're in for. 
Oh yeah, there is danger, and it's here. Yeah. It, so yeah, to me, it kind of it struck that that serious tone pretty quickly. You know, this is not a comedy. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's some banter, moments of levity, just to break up the tension a little bit. But mm -hmm. it it is there's tension. Yeah. And this film is full of tension. Man, and it's kind of claustrophobic in a way. You know, you you're stuck in an elevator. You're stuck in this building. You're stuck in this. Bus. bus you're stuck on this train yeah yeah I, and it, yeah that's yes very 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 true uh the style uh jean jean de bont uh he shot with his anamorphic lenses it looks great yes it does a lot of camera movement mm -hmm. as well a lot of handheld shots and wide angles I also feel like it's like grounded in realism, you know, with him using miniatures and not trying to opt for CGI unless he just kind of had to do that because you can see, especially with the, with these transfers, the Blu-ray, I mean, the CGI, you can just spot it right yeah. away. It's kind of embarrassing. There, there are, <laughs> there was one when the first bus explodes Uh huh. real quick when it once was, well, cause the camera has to pan around uh, Keanu it pans around and it cuts back over to the bus. You can see the truck in front of it towing it. You can see the line uh, <laughs> real quick. Those, those guys pointed it out in the second, second commentary. I'm like, oh, there it is. Oh, oh. <laughs> but it's real quick. If you're not looking for it, you won't even see it. But it's there. That's rough. But yeah, plenty of camera, camera movement. Great use of miniatures. And um, yeah, you can see it, look, it, looks, it looks great. Yeah, I agree. The uh, music was... You know, composed by Mark Mancina. And I would say, well done. It definitely sets the overall vibe and feel. And to me, also complements the style of what we're trying to achieve here. Um, also, like to go along with style. Uh, the director was mentioning something about how he directs um, actors for this type of movie, mm. which is a little bit over the top which wouldn't work in another film, but for the type of film that this is, you kind of have to be over the top. And it was specifically in um, uh, the scene with the elevators when they were stuck in the elevators and he was kind of talking about how they had to kind of like turn it up a little bit mm. uh, and kind of almost overact. But it, make, it may not on another film make sense, but for this film for it this, does. Yeah, to match that intensity of, I guess, of the moment. Yeah. And that heightened sense of, of fear and claustrophobia and tension. Dun, dun, dun. What kind of themes did you pull away from this film? Just a few themes, such as sacrificing lives for your gain versus sacrificing your life for others' gain. Ooh. I thought that was the dichotomy between our protagonist and antagonist. Um, there, there's a theme of money, and <laughs> on the actual bus that has the bomb on it, when they pull off the exit and they enter the airport, I caught it the second time watching it. It said, um, money isn't everything, dot, dot. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was like, mm. <laughs> and then, um, like, so that was a poster that's on the back. And then later uh, in the end of the film, um, Keanu's character's talking to Dennis Hopper. And then he was like, hey, hey, man, hey, Jack. And then it's just about the money. <laughs> you know, it's just about the money, Jack. Man. That really is all this guy wants. Yeah, he, there's he nothing else to it. Is, it is owed to him. It is, right? This It's about me. It's about money. It's owed to me. Do to me. I'm like, man, this guy. Uh, I, I had the theme of community. Mm -hmm. 
because these people, when they're on this bus all together, they they become a a community. Yeah. And they have to have to navigate. They have to work together. They have to trust each other. They have to trust Keanu's character as you know leading them as an officer. They have to trust mm-hmm. Annie to to drive this bus. And uh, and in each other as they as they go to 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 get off and even to kind of quell and calm down. But yeah, and there's there's community. Even the the officers themselves working in tandem. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, this community forms to yeah to help mm-hmm. to get to get through it all. True. Yeah, they gotta yeah do the techniques. Everybody go to the left side of the bus. Oh, hey, you have any 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 other themes? No, yeah, I'll stick to the money theme. Gotcha. I got one more. I said speed kills, but <laughs> speed saves. <laughs> because obviously the whole speed kills. Because at the end, they have to speed up the train in order to survive. They mm. get to run through those ramps towards the very that, end. That's good writing. How about that? Yeah. Throw a little irony in there. Yes, sir. Um, I, I have a line. I mean, uh, the director point of view. And there's a couple things from his point of view, uh, I, I liked. He specifically said that were um, that he wanted to put like different cultures on the bus to represent oh, what LA would really look like, you know, instead of just. And I've heard that before from uh, Steve McQueen. Um, he, <laughs> Steve McQueen, you know, from the UK. You know, he was here in America doing press on the slave movie. Which one was that? Twelve Years a Slave. Twelve Years a Slave. And then it was funny because the the. Um, the host was like, how does it feel being like only the only black person that's here? And he was like, oh, Christ, I'm here in America. I forgot. <laughs> you know, so just like he just scoffed at the question like, oh, God, I forgot I'm here in America. Mm. Um, he said, I, and then he just talks about how uh, Steve McQueen was talking about how the film should reflect how you, America really is versus this little systemic thing. It's like it doesn't the movies that are here don't represent the real people that are here. Right. And I like his this guy's point of view when he was talking about he purposely had different cultures on the bus. And also uh, the passengers on the bus would actually take the bus because, you know, whatever jobs or whatever circumstances, you kind of see a little bit of the reason why they would take that bus. Mm uh so that you know from a director's point of view um and i also like the fact that he kind of takes philosophy he says no director can do everything you know you have the directors that can do everything but i'm also under the standpoint like this is a team sport you know you gotta you gotta hire you know it's a team we gotta bring this thing together you can't do it all yeah you'll be working on it forever Mm. if you try (laughs) what you're gonna you're gonna act in it you're gonna write it you're gonna edit shoot what you're gonna do all that you're gonna do it all okay Uh, but yeah, that's all I have for like director point of view. And that's smart on him as a first time director, having often been under other directors and kind of seeing how they operated. I think that that's super helpful for him, you know, knowing or usually kind of being confined to one role as the DP, Mm -hmm. knowing that, okay, now I need to, I need to basically specialize in, um, distribution of tasks and delegation. Mm Mm-hmm. So. Do you have any favorite scenes or memorable scenes uh, from this piece? Yes, I do. the 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 very first bus explosion, uh, like yeah. the way that hits, it's startling. It's, yeah, because he, he, you know, had just seen a guy that he knows, and he's on that bus driving off. Oh, boom! That's rough. It's like, yo, that, that poor bus driver, and any people that may have been on there, dead. 
like fricasseed. Yeah. How about you? There's, uh, I wouldn't necessarily say it's a favorite scene, but it's just like just stuck out. It is when Keanu Reeves Jack when he's on the bus and he's on the phone with his friend. Is it Harry Henry? That um, the guy from that's that I don't know his name. The actor from Dumb and Dumber, Jeff Daniels. Boom. He's talking to Jeff Daniels. Is it Harry? I want to say Harry, but Jack is on the phone with him. It is Harry. Harry and he's Jack's talking to Harry, and Harry is guiding Jack for where to find the bomb. And so Jack. Sandra Bullock is driving the bus and so we see her little leg out and all that stuff because that's the shot of the camera sure. um, and he goes down to like find the little compartment where he can find the bomb or whatever and then he looks over there and it's like under her legs and he's like oh it's clean and then she looks up he's like huh but I just I just <laughs> they play on that situation yeah because yeah, he was like excuse me ma'am and he goes down there and then he said oh no it's clean and she's like huh I'll just I think it's just good writing I don't like it's just without saying anything like too crazy without you know Devil entendre. man it, it, it it's well done that's good writing um when when Jack initially jumps onto the bus mm-hmm because it, it, they show it in the in the trailer a lot, mm-hmm. and the way that it's not a good jump. Yeah, his legs like drag yeah, a little like, for a few oh, seconds. Looks yeah, like that hurts. but it's like yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, wow, man, like you, you had to give a little bit more than that, man, to get on that bus. But <laughs> it's memorable because like, you see those legs. <laughs> <laughs> That's memorable. Very. Memorable. That's true. That is that is a iconic scene. Yeah. Um, I like the. Sh- <laughs> I, I should be. Not laughing or anything, but when uh, Helen sees the other guy get off, he's been shot, so he's got to get off for so he Helen don't die. or Karen? Oh, it's one of he ain't getting off. Why is this guy? What about me? Yes. So Helen, you can see it in her eyes the way they shot it. You can see yeah. that she, you know what she's thinking, and then oh, we cut to her perspective, looking at the dude like being saved, like oh, and then she, and then she's like. Like reaching out, and he's like, "No, don't do it, don't do like, it, Helen, no!" And then Dennis Hopper sees it on his monitor and just hits the button, boom! And she just gets blown to bits, and her body's ran over. Oh man, like the head, <laughs> the head is crushed. <laughs> like if she had any chance of surviving, it's over. <laughs> yeah, those tires took it. Those t- <laughs> the tires took it. Helen, no! And everybody's just traumatized after that. Yeah, everybody's sitting their ass down now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean business. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's yeah, that's vicious. But I, I have in films when you have that that person, yeah, that just goes totally hysterical. <laughs> I don't have she I don't lost. have a lot of sympathy for the the, the totally hysterical person. Ooh, like, the brakes off that like, bus. Somebody sit this person down <laughs> because they're gonna get everybody messed up. Yeah, when they just lose it, like yeah, I just uh, I was like, yeah, now that uh, mm. everybody, yeah. But even that, that the officer on the other side, he was he was encouraging. Yeah. Come on, come, come on. on. She's like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Helen, no, no, Helen, goodbye, Helen. <laughs> That's all. For them curtains. For Helen, yeah, did. Um, oh, the other another memorable scene was the stroller, dude. I forgot to write that one down. 
Yeah, man. You when can that, feel. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> it's the tension on that one is big time because they're they're now on the streets, right? They've gotten off the highway. They're on the streets, and you see these two women who are on the sidewalk coming out of a store. One has a stroller and, and she's with her friend, and they they greet each other or they don't greet. They're they're saying their goodbyes, like, you know, kiss on the cheek. And the other woman is is with a stroller is heading out like to chronic cross the street and her stroller's out there Mm -hmm. she's not paying attention and this speeding bus and annie's driving the bus and she sees the stroller too late and boom that stroller is just floating in the air flies in the air and annie freaks out she's like oh my god no (laughs) but then you see annie doesn't see cans flying everywhere (laughs) and jack has looked back and was like no it's okay it was just just cans, just cans. But she's freaking out, thinking that she's murked a baby. Yeah, and we don't get the privilege of seeing what's in there either. So we're we're freaked out too for a second until we see the cans. The tension on that one is is great. It's it's yeah. You're like, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> that would have been horrific, man. Yeah, you're like, no, they're not gonna. Oh no, they. Did. Oh, it's just cans. Yeah. It's, okay. Aster Roth is not directing this. Mm. But that <laughs> is remember him from Hereditary. Oh lordy, he would have did it. <laughs> or or uh, what's his name from uh, Mother Aronofsky? Oh, yeah, he would have did. Was that Darren Aronofsky? Oh, he actually did, didn't he? Yeah, he did murder a baby in his movie. Uh, not the best of memories. Memorable, but uh, mm. disturbing. Whew. Okay, uh, tropes. Wait, I have one more. One more. One more memorable scene. scene. On this, on the <laughs> towards the end of the film. Um, on the subway car once Hopper's character has already been decapitated and Jack has gotten back into the the actual car and they're trying to find a way to stop it but they can't and so he decides to, to, to speed it up and then she's she's like okay just you know or you know just you know uncuff me because Hopper had handcuffed her to, to a rail mm-hmm. he's like I don't have a key and they, and he tries to break the rail, but he can't. Mm-hmm. And so she kind of just slumps down. She's kind of resigned to her fate. And he then, he, sit, he he slumps down next to her. And, you know, with her cuffed hand, she kind of just puts her arms, you know, <laughs> yeah. around him. It's, it's very it's very tender. It's very small. But, like, he's not going to, like, abandon her. And that, right. it's, it's, it's a precious, precious moment. And uh, they, they survive. But it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a beautiful moment. So, yeah. Yes. That is memorable. Uh, tropes tropes I got chewing gum so when Keanu Reeves we first see him he's chewing gum you know the confident chewing of the gum mm-hmm. thing I've seen this before the producer on the on his on the other commentary said he initially like made it was making a big deal out of that he didn't he didn't like the fact that Keanu he goes oh it's fine now it doesn't matter but for whatever reason he said at the time it bothered him that he was chewing gum in that scene he was chewing it hard too like like Michael Jordan chews gum <laughs> <laughs> he's got that MJ chew I don't like that yeah man he was too into it mm. but I've seen this before what movie somebody was chewing gum because this could this is a trope like you're chewing gum it was Beverly Hills Cop oh. he was chewing the gum he takes it out, the Rayleigh thing, to bypass the burglar alarm. Good callback. Yes. We'll take you back to the 80s and then back to the 90s. Here we are. We'll do it fast because it's speed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of the tropes I had was the uh, the bad guy faking his death. 
Yeah, at the very beginning. Ah, oh, yeah. Get a point. You think he's dead, but he's not. I'm not. Surprise. Surprise. Sucker. Speaking of villains, bombs on the chest. If that isn't a trope, I don't know what is. You're very, very, very correct. That is a. We've seen it a thousand times. <laughs> at, at least. <laughs> um, ah, yeah, here we go. Mm-hmm. The bad guy has multiple screens. <laughs> <laughs> Where are these guys getting all these damn TVs? <laughs> is there a sense somewhere? <laughs> he was streaming in the 90s. Aha! <laughs> uh, yeah, he was, he was pretty. He was on game on that one. The bad guys are multiple connected with very high electric bills. This dude, he's watching live TV, uh, the news, the helicopter shots, the actual news. He's He's got his own surveillance system going on. Closed circuit into the bus itself. Yeah. Man, he's tapped in. Seems expensive. Mm, for real. That's why he needs that money. <laughs> I got electric bills. <laughs> and these TVs on credit. <laughs> Um, I think I wonder if the name Jack is a trope. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Jack Reacher, some other Jack names. Like I don't, I've ne- I don't know anybody named Jack. I think it's of its time. It's a Hollywood thing. But even in the nineties, when people were around, like I didn't know anybody named Jack. Mm. Usually, like kids are called by whoever's popular at the time. But I, I, I do Harry, Jack. Like certain names were just Hollywood, I guess. They're probably definitely there. Definitely some Harrys around. But Jack. I don't know anybody named Jack. Whoops. You? Um, like personally, Jack. Do I personally know a someone Jack? named Jack? Like Jack and Jill. Nope. See, I rest my case. I think your case is rested, sir. Uh. Aerial shot of a speeding bronco. Oh, he so okay. <laughs> An aerial shot of a speeding bronco on the highway. Yeah. Now, granted, this was before OJ, but when Keanu is trying to get a hold of the bus, he is in a bronco and he's chasing. There's an aerial shot of him, you know, trying to Real? get to the bus. And I saw that. I was like, oh. When was OJ? It was years later. A couple years, at least a year, like a year later. Okay, because that was. Cause I mean, this 94. Was like '94, but it's like '95 because I was. I was already, yeah, I was already in Texas by that point for sure. I remember, I was at my grandma's watching that because they interrupted the NBA Finals. <laughs> Houston and New York. Dang, Houston. We're cutting now live to footage. Marv Albert's handing it over. Poor <laughs> Bronco on the highway. Where's my basketball game? I don't care about OJ. It's not football. What was going on here? Mm-hmm. Speeding Bronco. So confusing. Yeah, it was wild. Um... I have the bonding scene at the bar. The cops all coming together, mm. you know, after the situation. They're all drinking, having a good time. But we get to know these people a little bit, so we're hanging out with them. You've seen this a little bit. For sure. Um, groups of people being just terrorized in general, whether on a bus or an elevator. Yeah. And just, again, the the, the, hyster- the hysterical woman, woman <laughs> that just absolutely loses it. and Yeah. I get. I have cop stealing a car to continue his mission. How many times? Need to commandeer your vehicle, dude. Like I don't. Yeah. Like in in real life, dude dressed as regular person talking about stop, stop, get out the car. Like people aren't stopping. 
It's like a, they'll think you're a criminal and probably hit you. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They probably, they probably should. But in Hollywood, they stop. Of course. <laughs> or uh, and then also another you know trope is just the funny outrageous black guy in the car. Uh, you know, just this for you know just for a breakaway for a second. Oh my god, what you doing? You know, it's oh. like, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He actually. It's a bit of trivia. Yeah. But he actually had auditioned for the lead role of Jack. Oh, really? But they liked him so much that he was so funny, they they put him in that in the other, in the other role. Interesting. You're good, man. You know. Not exactly what we're looking for in this role. Yeah. But we've got, we may have something for you. <laughs> what was that? Ah, not the car. Oh, is that the hood? Ah, why the eye, not a moving bus? Ah. Oh. Guess I'll crash through these barrels. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Did this cop wreck my car? And uh, It's crazy that he's the guy from Minister Society. He was Kane's friend. The one who shows, shows him how to shoot the gun. Yep. Mm, that's, yeah. That's range. Yes, sir. <laughs> it's Hollywood. Hollywood. <laughs> Uh, did so did uh, oh, yeah. That's it. For, that's all I have for tropes. Likewise. Do you have any quotes? I do have a quote or two, and this is from uh, Payne, which is Dennis Hopper's character. Okay. It says there will come a time. Excuse me. There will come a time, friend, where you wish you had never met me. Oh. Yikes. Um, so this is a scene where Harry and Jack and other people are getting medals for saving those people's lives on the elevator. And then we hear Harry talking to Jack, but it's kind of like he's not turned to talk to him. He's kind of just talking about the side of his mouth. And he was just like, I can't believe they're giving you a medal for shooting me, you little prick. Yeah. <laughs> Um, this is Annie and she is driving the bus yeah at the time and and I think I think Jack may have mentioned he's grateful that she's uh, he, I think he asked her if she, if she could if she or I think he's asking her if she would be willing to drive the bus and she she tells him she goes well I'm, I'm taking the bus because I had my driver's license revoked for speeding oh yeah, perfect candidate to <laughs> drive this bus. Step on up. Um, it's the night after the guys have hung out, having a good time. Everybody's like drunk, you know. Even Harry was like, "I think I'm gonna go home and have sex," you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it it was funny because like that was the night, and then the next day, Jack has f- discovered that there's a speeding bus, and so he calls Harry. And then Harry's like all hungover. He said, "Man, you better not be calling off. You not be better not be calling sick because I dragged my butt out of bed." Da 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 da. It's him. It's him. You know. Mm. Anyhow, I just thought that was funny. So this is uh, Jack talking to the bus driver, aka Big Red from the Five Hard Beats. Ah, yes. He says, "So how are you feeling?" And the bus driver replies, "Like I've been shot." <laughs> <laughs> That's a. Uh, accurate response it is um what's the 
is that the captain the uh our our guy what's what's i need to know this actor's name why do i not know this actor's name this actor's name is joe morton joe morton joe morton is famous for dying well in terminator 2 <laughs> <laughs> So, but he's got like swag in this as as a captain. He's got swag in this movie, and then so he's got this map, and they discover that there's a gap in the highway, but in the like just a random gap in the highway, and on the map he said, "On the map, it's done," and they discover his fit, <laughs> and then he's like, "You're fired. Everybody's fucking fired." <laughs> That's about the time to lay out some folks. Yeah, it did. <laughs> On the map, it's done. It did. That's when he's got to go tell you know uh, Jack that he's got to drive faster to try to jump this highway gap. I may have questions about that later. <laughs> so my last quote uh, is actually once again from from Payne. He says, "Poor people are crazy, Jack. I'm eccentric." He's got a point there. Yeah, Again, yeah. this is about money, classism. Mm. See, when you have money, they don't call you that. <laughs> you have some uh, eccentric tastes. Yes. Um, when Jack is coming from under the bus and comes back up, the uh, everybody on the, the community helps him back up, and then the guy—I can't think of the guy that's new to LA—and he's like, um, "Any luck with the bomb?" And then Jack is like, "Yeah, it didn't go it off." Rough. Take it. That guy who's new to LA, he is from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. He's he's the the best friend. I can't think of his freaking name. He reminds me in this film of Edward Norton. See, that's who I thought he was initially. I was like, is Edward Norton? And then I heard him talk. I'm like, no, that's the guy from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. He's the best friend that's super nervous and whose dad's car they end up like taking for the day. I need to watch that movie. You've never seen it? I haven't. Huh. Well. Mm on the list it is it is worth it it's worthwhile okay it's a it's a it's a, it's a feel-good film man. okay it is a feel-good film. i mean i know the cover with what's his name with his hands behind his head matthew you know. broderick i just recently i we have to add cable guy to our cable 90s. guy i just we added it on to the list yes right. i don't even know if it has commentary but yeah it that is a underrated film and and, and it's just well done I mean, actually, I actually watched that one in the, in the theaters. That was during Jim Carrey's run. And Jim Carrey was on fire. He absolutely was. Um, I don't know what's going with that. Uh, did you have questions? Usually, you have. Did you have questions this go around about this film? I had a couple of questions on this one. Okay. First question: um, Why didn't Jack? show his badge to the bus driver initially when he's trying to get get him to stop the bus. He's just running alongside it, yelling at it. I'm like, no, the first thing you should have done is shown your badge. You're just a, some crazy guy running at the bus. That's exactly how they treated you and exactly how they should have treated you. Yeah. Like, mm, this fool, you know. Yeah. And get moving. But show your badge initially. Come on, guy. So if they do that, the movie's over because they don't reach 50 miles an hour. Because he's running on foot. So they're going 10. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fair point. What are you, boom? <laughs> <laughs> Movie's over. Credits. 
<laughs> Credit. It's a short film. What do you want? Well, no, uh, well, had they reached fifty miles? That's per what I'm hour saying. Yet? Movie's over. But had they reached fifty miles an hour yet? No, because he's running alongside them. So that's why I said the movie's over. <laughs> but if they, but they have to get to fifty. What if, what if they never got up to fifty? That's what I'm saying. That's why the movie's over. They never activate the bomb. No, you're right. <laughs> it's a drama now. Yeah. <laughs> Fair point. All right. Thank you for answering that question. No problem. Questions are here to be answered. All right. Next question. Uh, this one, I was, I was like, how the hell does the bus make a 50-foot jump <laughs> with no ramp and going at 70 miles per hour? Magic. <laughs> I'm like I don't think it hits physics, a willy and like <laughs> I don't think physics work that way. Like, this is uh, <laughs> this is, but they said uh, it was. They said that when they actually did the stunt, yeah, the bus did go off a ramp. Yeah, but it actually made made the jump and like cleared. Uh, it cleared like more than what they needed to, and even like broke some of the cameras on the other side that were meant to capture. It's like, it's like a composite, like five different shots. But Uh-oh. the bus actually did make the jump, but. You know, in the context of the film, there was no ramp. There's no, there's nothing there. No, that bus is gonna go. It's, it's gonna hit. It's gonna hit the side, fall, then blow up. Yeah, it's a definite <laughs> boom boom situation. Oh, yeah, that's, right. that's just not happening. Okay, uh, next question. <laughs> mm. Question. Doom, doom. I need to do. Doom, doom. Yeah. So I, this one says. Uh, when he runs away at the end, why not unclip the vest? Oh, when, uh, wait, uh, Dennis Hopper, his character. I think, I think I'm thinking about, I'm, I'm thinking about Annie. Um, mm-hmm. when he initially comes across her and he, and he's like, you know, freeze or whatever. And the right, right as he's going down to the, into the subway mm-hmm. and, Hopper's character, you know, is not there and he sees her and she's got the bomb on. I'm like, well, why not unclip the vest then? Like to uh, take the bomb off her. Oh, to my Keanu's Keanu. Um I thought he had to have the thing. Yeah. The 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 silver device. What's that called? The activator. I yeah, know. the activator, the detonator. Mm-hmm. And the last question is how much damage was done to the city from this bus? The actual city or just Cars and vehicles. Oh, monetarily, because they blew up an airplane. <sighs> Bad. When they were like mm. just hitting those cars along the way, like that <laughs> one car that unexpectedly ramps, like gets hit and also <laughs> ramps off something else. Like that's that that car would just get knocked to the side. There's probably some death like, too. You know what I mean? Like oh, some sure. people died. Yeah. Or just other accidents caused behind it. Yeah. People died. This is a bombs. So this is uh, a dark. It's a dark day. And then the uh, the train at the end, like, yeah, people probably died. Yeah, <laughs> those people that died, died. Yeah, uh, it's right. a it's a rough day in L.A. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Do you have any more questions for these director? I'm I am satiated. Trivia: There were thirteen different buses they used throughout this film. Correct. Um, Sandra Bullock's character was originally going to be African American, and uh, the partner was the Keanu Reeves' partner, Henry, 
was originally going to be the main bad guy. Really? Yeah. It was an inside job. That's how it was originally written. Like the 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 first bad guy was going to be just kind of a standalone, but then thank it, God it was going to be because we we have enough villains. Let the brother make it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the stunt drivers. So when you saw an actor quote unquote driving the bus, there was actually a stunt driver who was controlling the bus, like at the very top of the bus, controlling it. And, but they did, they shot it in a way where you couldn't see them. It's like Ratatouille. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Uh, Keanu didn't want to be in an action movie. The director had to show him how fun it could be by letting him do some of his own stunts. And here he is years later, John wicking it up. Yes, sir. Um, on a real bus, you can never get under it like he did. Yeah, way, way <laughs> too, way too. <laughs> you would be dead, dead. Real. Um, so every car on the freeway is a production car. Oh, okay. Um, like that freeway reminded me of what they did in Matrix Two. Huh? Trivia: Kiana's in that. And true, it like they created a highway, a highway specifically. For the chase scene in The Matrix 2. And I believe they did that in Australia. But that's what that reminded me of. So the highway they used, the freeway they used, is actually called the Century Freeway. And it was the only place that it could have shot in the country. And because it was an unfinished freeway. And it opened five days after they had finished shooting speed. They had to repaint all the actual lines. They actually had to paint the lines that on the freeway they used for the movie, and then they had to be repainted for actual real traffic when it opened. Traffic. Um. So that Harry got blown up in a house, and that was a real house, and they only had one take to blow up the house, and it's still in livable condition after that. Hmm. That was pretty shocking. And the people like, moved back in. Like, y'all did what to the, my house? Just rearranged it a little bit. <laughs> opened, it, opened it up some. Aired <laughs> <laughs> it out a little bit. There's <laughs> a new wing. Mm. So the bus jump initially totally failed the first time and actually was destroyed. <laughs> like it would be in real life. As, 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 as physics should, should dictate. Uh, without telling the studio... The director shot it again, and it went further than expected. <laughs> Y'all don't say nothing to the studio. Get the next bus ready. <laughs> Going again. You better not tell anybody. This is a secret. Secret. Oh, um, uh, that's all I have for trivia. I got one more. Uh-huh. It's the that the last crash of basically the subway car. Crashing out of the subway is really a, a bus with a subway trappings on it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now it's time for filmmaker tips. What you got? Uh, bring in the pros. So they had two cops on staff to help the the, the development of everything feel authentic. Okay. Um. Uh, the director he was specifically talking about like story in this particular tip, and when he's saying that. You know, you might want to know what's going on in the lives of everybody else on the bus, but he said you just can't give everybody lines and keep diving into their lives and all that stuff because you'll have a two and a half hour long movie if you try to do that. 
because it's like, oh, who's that? Like these different people look interesting. He's like, oh, I wonder what they're on there for. I wonder what they're, you know, doing. But you can't do that. You'll, your movie be too long. Mm. Basically what he said. Makes sense. Makes sense. And as a former DP, um, it's good in general to know how long setups will take. And he, this director had that because of his experience as a former DP or just as a DP. Mm-hmm. I don't have any more tips. Uh, um, I figured you might have a little bit more with the listening to the producers. I really didn't take down they that didn't? that many more. Ah. But, it's, yeah. uh, but here's I got, I've got like three more. Mm-hmm. Camera movement creates energy and excitement. Yeah, um, I know Robert Rodriguez talks about that in Once Upon a Time in Mexico. No, not Once Upon a Time. Uh, Desperado. What's the first one? El Mariachi. El Mariachi. Um, that's how he made his budget feel like it was bigger is just like keep the camera moving keep it moving people move it uh, use hidden cameras and camera movement to create the illusion of speed oh so they had they had cameras on the bus just all kind on other cars all kinds of places to maintain that uh, that illusion um, and the the writer and producer talked about at times of being two kinds of movies um, some that are based on premise first mm. and some that are based on character first. Oh, this they... film was based on the premise, premise first mm-hmm. and then, and then character. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. It's like solve the mission. People in danger. What are we going to do? And then characters kind of, you see character as they are solving that problem. Yeah. Um, yeah, a couple character flaws. He shot his buddy. Um, but shoot the hostage. <laughs> Don't shoot the hostage. Um, you can catch us. Wait, what are we watching next time? Next time we are watching Ed Wood. Haven't heard of it. Neither have I. But we're going to watch it. Yes. Uh, and you can catch us where? Filmmaker. No. Okay, let's try it again. You can catch us at facebook.com forward slash filmmaker commentary we're also on itunes soundcloud stitcher radio and spotify like subscribe leave a review you can also catch us on twitter he is at reggie titus i am at kcg smith 32 we're also on the gram at filmmaker commentary you can catch him on instagram at reginald titus jr that's jr and i'm at kcg smith 32 until next time peace respect respect